0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, you survived a Monday after the lo- a loss for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: How are you feeling? Good. And you know, I've, I've learned my lesson over the years is that no good analysis happens on Monday. Mornings. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's
1: wrong. The, the best analysis happens Absolutely. the Monday. None. It's, Absolutely. it's the best Zero day good. for Cowboys Zero Twitter. good
0: analysis ha- happens on Mondays. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's, it's perfect because not only do they not have the all 22, but you still have all your anger. <laughs> That's <laughs> what like makes the it. Worst, the, it's the worst it environment for getting any kind of good information. It's so,
1: amazing. W- what's a worst day on Twitter? Uh, the Monday after a loss, or the Tuesday when All 22 film comes out and you get screen grabs of guys running wide open? They don't tell you the progression or how the play go goes. Just random screen un- grabs,
0: Uncontext uh, All 22 is the best. Yeah, you know, All 22 <laughs> in the hands of people who don't know what they're looking for is amazing. It's, I I agree. It's it's fantastic. This and and, and I really let me be clear to, to everyone who reads either one of our two Twitter t- line lines. I absolutely do mean my tweet about you being the Mozart of bad hot takes. The a, a way that you are able to subtly remove context in order to rile up the Cowboys followers Tw- faithful is listen.
1: You're not supposed to reveal the tricks of the trade. This is this is all again, no going back to curtain. I'm
0: I'm Salieri in the mental institution like. Being driven out of my mind that I'm the only person who recognizes your genius, and uh, but, but at the same time, like still ultimately hating you for do, for doing it. So uh, that, that's where we are, folks, just in case. If you want to know what Marcus and I's relationship is, go see the 1984
1: movie Amadeus. Here's the thing. I, I There is like 90% of the things that I, I'll tweet, like the videos and the gifts are – beneficial but there's like a 10 percent of the time that there's there's things thrown in there just to to keep you guessing and that's what I love about Twitter you just that, never know what's that, coming.
0: that that's a lie too guys that, that's he's <laughs> just feeding into it it's it's a it's about 50 50 according to my according to my years of study at this point it's 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 right around 50 50.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. All right, coming up on today's show, we review our All-22 Notes, uh, and let's jump in. That's a heck of a segue there. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that we've been arguing about Twitter, and let's just put it into a podcast form. Uh, the One of the biggest things that I think uh, have riled people up today is uh, there's been a couple of GIFs and a couple of videos of Dak Prescott either missing receivers down the field, in terms of not only his accuracy, but just not seeing them. Uh, and then there was a couple plays in which there was some debatable ball placement. So I want to kind of talk about some of those uh, first. Uh, let's talk about the ball placement, because this is one that you and I have kind of had a discussion about on Twitter. And the, the, the play that I want to talk about is a throw to Michael Gallup I believe it was in the third quarter. Uh, Gallup is running a drag against... I believe it was against zone coverage. Uh, No, it was against man coverage. And uh, Gallup is pretty much free in the middle of the field. Uh, Prescott throws the ball slightly behind. Gallup drops it. Now, that would be the simple way to put it. See, I'm just laying out the play. Gallup drops the pass, and Uh if he were to catch it, he has... A lot of daylight in front of them, correct? I think we can agree with that, right?
0: What, what? How would you define a drop?
1: All right, this is a, this is a good question. I'm glad you brought this up. I still believe that if a receiver can get two hands on the ball, it's a drop. Now, did Galb drop that pass? I when I charted this, I wrote drop. However, that's not the part of the play that I really want to focus on. And I know we can say that you know Galb should catch it, whatever if the quarterback places that ball in a better spot where Gallup doesn't have to break stride, I think you're looking at a 20 to 25
0: yard gain now. It, more than it, that, you, I would say more than that. I would think, I mean, just because I, I, he had, they had cleared out that whole side. He probably wasn't going to be touched for at least 10. And then uh, you know, once he has, and he's a very dangerous open field runner. So I, I was trying uh, to he, be
1: conservative. No, so, that's, but, that's fair.
0: But I, I, I don't think you need to be. I think if, 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 if he had gotten that ball, it, it it could have been a touchdown. I would say at least a 20, 25-yard gain.
1: So my thought is uh, it is, is pretty simple. I While obviously I'm going to assign some blame to Gallup, even if Gallup catches that pass, that's probably a small gain at best just because he's kind of falling down as he's trying to catch that pass.
0: That's on I the disagree quarterback. with that too, but okay. I, I just I th- be- Go ahead. Go I think ahead. I'll let I, you go. This is one of those throws that I feel like it, it wasn't – look, I don't. I want you to continue your spiel, but I, I think that I think he could have caught it, and the momentum of him catching it turns him inside, and he goes upfield.
1: I think but that's possible.
0: That's what I think the idea was, because I I, I I don't think that that's where Dak necessarily was trying to you know that that was. His, I think Dak threw the ball poorly. Let me be clear. Like I think it was it was not a an, an extremely accurate pass. If he had put the ball on him in stride, uh, you know, it, allowing him to turn up field. I, I think that uh you know this uh, maybe he doesn't drop it you know the, all things right I I think the drop is the bigger of the two screw ups in my opinion because okay, he got see, this is I disagree go ahead well I mean you, you, you the quarterback put it on the on the spot where uh, the receiver was able to put both hands on it you know what I'm saying like so uh, I think that at this point like that's a drop like so but that's I, just I think it, it was such a it, poor not, throw considering it, the word I, I I don't disagree, but your only job as a wide receiver is to catch the ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I mean, that's the quarterback has 12 steps they have to do to get through, to, to get the ball to you. And, and, and he had made say what you will. He had gotten through all of it and gotten the ball to him. So I, I I don't disagree that this, you know, that Dak. It was a negative ultimate play and that Dak didn't get the job done on the play. But I think as far as assigning blame there, I think, you know, he got his hands on it. All dropped.
1: right, so here's here's the thing with, with Prescott. Generally, he's accurate. He can generally get the ball to receivers where they can catch the pass. Even the Deontay Thompson fourth down play, he gave Thompson a chance to catch that ball. But I think this is what's frustrating about Prescott is I'm just not sure how far a generally accurate quarterback can take you in this offense because – When you have a team that's not pushing the ball down the field in terms of, you know, throwing it deep, you need to be hyper-efficient on the short stuff. And you need to let your receivers – you need to put your receivers in position where they can make plays after the catch. Um, And and this is just an example of should the receiver have caught it? Yes. But does the the quarterback give the receiver a
0: chance to make a play after the catch? I don't think so. I mean, let's – I mean, let's – Your your points are all fine, but again, like the thing that we're completely just like the elephant in the room that no one's talking about is that everybody played this level of of rusty bad or whatever you want to call it.
1: And that's fine. My my concern is it's been this way for the last... 8 weeks of the regular season last year and then the start of this season. And I know that they're different years. I understand that. But it's when you have a now you have a nine game trend of the quarterback playing around this level, I'm a little bit concerned.
0: I I mean, you can be whatever level of concern you like. I mean, that's fine, but I'm saying like you're producing concern. <laughs> like because I mean If it because we don't know enough. I mean, you can include all that information that you want before, and then you can add the information even further back if you like. All that the good stuff that doesn't you know fit the kind of concern that you're trying to create. But uh, whatever you want, not as much fun of a narrative though. I know exactly. (laughs) Uh, But I, I think that the point is is that you know this is the first week. Do, do I think that Zeke is going to run the ball the way he ran the ball you know that, that this game the rest of the season? No, I don't believe that. Do I think that anybody is going to play at the level that they played in the week one? No, I don't. I, I also happen to believe that the offense in particular is going to play a lot better going forward because the offense in particular didn't get all the snaps that they probably needed in the preseason. So you know look, it's not just that this is a new wide receiver court. It's a new wide receiver court that didn't get enough snaps with their quarterback in in game situations, uh, you know, throughout the preseason. It's 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 a kind of perfect storm situation there. So I'm not going to allow 25 passes in one game to or whatever I can't remember. I think it was 24 maybe uh, to to be the the totality of of you know the the valuation here do you have call for concern absolutely he he didn't play well if he doesn't play better than this moving forward then yeah this isn't good enough to get it done obviously uh, but i i think that this idea again and and this is, you and i talked about this exact same thing on twitter at some point this idea uh of extrapolating out uh uh one game's worth of performance as the entire season is not a good way to evaluate this team and i, I think that it, abs- there's nothing good about how the offense well I mean, there's there's some good but there's not very much good about how the offense looked at all uh, on on sunday but i also think that there's reasonable reason to believe that there's going to be a lot of improvement going forward as they start to get it together, and if not, then I mean, you know, look, everyone's going to be on board with changing all of this, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the coaching, whatever. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, this is this is a nut cutting time for some people, mm. and, and so I I think that uh, the 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 point I, I'm having is that. I think there was, this you know, this was a chance that could have happened because of you know things that we've dis- we discussed. Slow starts with this with the run game happening before, uh, you know, it's it the like I said, a lack of familiarity with the current crop of receivers and and how the passing game is supposed to go versus you know full speed NFL football. I think all of these things are are things that they're trying to work through, and I think it's going to get vastly better. But I, I don't know that and I and I I'm not I'm not ready to sound the alarm yet because I think that there is circumstance here. Uh, and, and if this continues, I mean if this does I mean obviously it has to get a ton better than where we are right now. but I, I, I guess my point is that I see reason to think that uh, that it it could be a little bit muddied right now, and it's not necessarily the same reasons that there were issues at the end of the year last year that caused them to make all those changes. You know, right. like I, I think right. the part is, is that they made all those changes from last year and in the process of making those changes, they haven't congealed with the new solutions they have here. And so I, I think, you know, hopefully the idea is that as this, they get more you know familiar with each other, as they get more in game snaps together, um, that it'll, you know, form a little bit better together. And if it doesn't, then, you know, experiment failed and let's blow this whole thing up. But I think at this point, like, uh, it's unfair to completely judge this as a finished product. I mean, I think, unfortunately, you know, their opportunity to get into, you know, live, closer to live NFL snaps in the preseason basically was dissipated by the injuries with Frederick and Martin.
1: I want to talk a little bit more about Dak Prescott, um, but let's take a quick break. I want to talk to you guys about The Athletic. The Athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The Athletic's model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. I hate autoplay videos. They are the worst, especially when you're trying to work and they're really loud. It's terrible. Uh, Instead, readers subscribe for authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. Coverage goes beyond game recaps and fake trade speculations to provide smarter analysis and a deeper perspective about teams in the league. Subscribers have access to local and national content with more than 700 news stories published every single week across all sports subscribe and be a part of the future of journalism. For the Cowboys, you get some awesome articles from Bob Stern, Calvin Watkins, and somebody named Marcus Mosher. I don't know, uh, but all you have to use is promo code Locked On Cowboys to save forty percent off for your first year. That's Locked On Cowboys to save forty percent off for the next year. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this
0: episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: All right, let's talk about Prescott. Uh, We talked about his, his ball placement I want to talk about two specific plays uh, that Cowboys Nation has kind of been up in arms about uh, in terms of missing receivers. Now, accuracy is one thing, but not seeing guys when they come open is another thing. Um, I want to start with the uh, third down and seven play in the red zone. And I know Brian Broaddus has mentioned this play, uh, so I know a lot of Cowboy fans are used to hearing about this. But let's kind of set the play up. Third and seven, the Cowboys are inside the Panthers' 20-yard line. Uh, they are three-by-one with, I I think it's Swaim up top, uh, Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup at the bottom of the screen. And I don't remember who the other receiver is. Do you, do you remember who it is, Landon? Uh, at, at Which which other receiver in that route? Which one are you talking about? At the bottom of the screen. I think it was Hearns. Was it Hearns and Gallup at the bottom?
0: Um. I'm confused on which which particular play we're talking about. We talk about the uh, the one the in the re- Beasley the one, one in the red No, no, the one in the red, oh, zone, the one in was the red swim. zone Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was I think it was Gallup. We went back to look at okay. that one we're oh, talking about cro- that cut across the middle yep, underneath. Yep, the, yep. Yeah. I I think it was Gallup we determined.
1: Okay. So this one is interesting because if you look at the all 22, it appears that Jeff Swim runs a post to the end zone and is wide open and Prescott is fairly comfortable in the pocket when Swain breaks open. He decides there's a little bit of pressure after Swain makes his cut. He gets outside the pocket and actually gets the first down with his legs. Tell us why he didn't miss Jeff Swain for a touchdown on this play.
0: Well, I, I don't – I mean, it's it's tough to know for certain. But I, you know, going back and looking at it, first off, I, I feel like – Swain was clearly not the primary receiver on this play, and it was a three by one set. He was the the one on the other opposite side. He ran a deep post, um, which they've run in like... the past. They've run that with Witten before in the past, and they actually have scored yeah, a couple times on that. Yeah, it's a it's a common thing. Uh, but uh, they uh, he looks across to the backside to see Swain, and by the time he sees Swaim... uh. Swame is already like running out of the back like running out of end zone, basically. And, and and so he's having to slow down, which is giving the uh the uh safety or whoever was covering him an opportunity to it was just like a weird combination of by the time he saw backside, uh Swame had already broken open. Um and then uh by the time Dak looked over there, Swaim had run out of end zone, so he couldn't keep just, you know, running away. He and the Safety had kind of caught up a little bit. Then, also, as that was happening, Gallup kind of continued his route, like, had slowed down and stopped, and then, as this was all developing, continued his route across the field, uh, and I think Dak kind of scrambled around, regained his feet, looked back upfield, and then was thinking about deciding between seeing yeah you know, i I think he could see Gallup you know breaking free and see Swain and then is loading up to throw, maybe not having fully decided which of the guy he's throwing to, and by the time uh he tries to get through it, he's flushed out of the pocket and just decides to run up for I think it was like nine yards so um you know I, I think again, just generally. We talked about this, like people posting videos on uh, all 22 videos without context. I mean, this one's tough. Uh, this one's tough because I think you know, and 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 honestly, like I feel like even Broadus, and I don't know what Broadus said. I I haven't listened to what he said or anything, but I mean, passing progressions are a thing. You know, like it's not like yes. the the quarterback doesn't just get free reign to look wherever he wants and find the open guy. It's like, not like you're uh, playing it, Madden and, and you can see no, the entire and, field, and, and, right? Yeah, and 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 beyond that, like almost no position is like that. And I think that people should realize that. Like the game, the NFL game is so incredibly fast. Like, you have to be taught what to do with your eyes so that you don't get lost. Linebackers, like, you know, they get taught about eye discipline all the time. You have to know where you're, you're, you know, you're watching a dude's feet to see if they're coming out of their stance to see if it's a run, if they're stepping back to see if it's a pass, high hat, low hat. You got all these different things you have to look at. Now, imagine a quarterback in a passing progression. He's got to know what this coverage is pre snap, and the pre snap you know di- dictation of what coverage it is usually also dictates what the progression is that he's looking for and the progression is literally about having discipline with your eyes to be able to look through the, the in, a, in a particular order uh, you know what where where to be throwing the ball you know sometimes there's there 's some improvisation with that sometimes there's you know looking guys off here or looking guys off there sometimes you can skip around to the progression once you 've gone through you know one two three okay i'm gonna go back to one now i 'm doing two you know like there is there is that that goes on, but this idea that the quarterback steps back and says all right like uh uh who who 's open let me just look around and no like the where the spots that his eyes go to, is is usually pretty heavily dictated. And so, if a guy is breaking open, and on a couple of these different plays, there's times when he's looking away to his next progression. As a guy on that side of the field is breaking open, and everyone's like, "Well, why did he turn his way his head before?" Uh, you know, this guy bro- broke free, and it's like, "Well, because that's what the dicta- the the progression dictates. It's it's the way that you." are able to properly assess the mass of nonsense that goes on in the NFL, on an NFL field and and all the all everything that's happening so fast you have to have like discipline in to look exactly where you need to look otherwise you're going to get fooled you're going to get confused you're not going to see you're going to miss what you need to see in order to make the play
1: all right, I want to talk about one more Prescott play. Man, we might have to save some of our all 22 notes for tomorrow cuz we didn't even talk about the defense, but that's okay. Uh the last play of the game. Uh I think it's third down. Uh Dak has Beasley on the right-hand side, motion him over to the right-hand side. And Beasley is running uh it looks like a slant to me, but he's kind of has almost it, looks But like, it
0: it doesn't. It looks like an improv right. play to me. Like it looks like he like Go ahead and go ahead and play because I I, I I have thoughts about what happened. Okay,
1: but go ahead. So go ahead and roll so Beasley's on the right hand side and he's got two defenders watching him now this is where it's interesting i think this is zone coverage i know a couple of people were saying they're bracketing beasley i don't think they're bracketing beasley i think they're just it's in zone. zone
0: coverage they, they 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 move he motions across the the formation and nobody before, follows before, them. and no one follows them Correct. they they drop a player down and everybody shuffles backwards with their with their bodies towards the line of scrimmage
1: all right so let's let's keep going with the play they snap the ball and beasley runs a slant like pattern is that fair
0: Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yes, absolutely. It it ends up being a slant for sure. That's not um, that's not disputing. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, Beasley breaks open in the middle of the field, and it's pretty wide open. Now, to me, when I'm looking at the broadcast end zone view, it looks to me that that Dak is looking at Beasley at least to the stem of the route. Now we can talk about a little bit after that, whether he sees him, he sees him cut open, but to me, it looks like that play is designed to go to Beasley on some type of route. Do you disagree with that?
0: Uh, I don't a hundred percent agree with that. I don't necessarily disagree because I can't tell, but I, I think that he's looking at Swaim. Uh, and was in
1: the middle of the field. He's right between the middle of the hashes, basically.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I also think that even if we're I, – I, I, I will accept that as a possibility that he was looking at Beasley, but I even then, he's turned his head before Beasley is open, and I think that the information that he got looking that direction, to me, would indicate that Beasley would not be open.
1: All right, so this is one of the good discussions that we had. Was Dak not being patient enough – to let Beasley break open, or did he? is this part of his progression? He wasn't open after so long that he decided to move on to a different receiver.
0: Dak got the information. So, look, first thing, D- Beasley comes across the formation. Dak sees that, that it's zone. So Dak, Dak knows that it's zone, right? Uh, right. F- pre-snap. So what happens? At, what's the first thing that he has to do post-snap? Well, uh, you tell us. He's got to confirm that it's zone coverage. And he does. I'm I'm pretty sure he does so, see that. So I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. Right? So what happens is that if he's looking at he's I think he's looking at at, at uh Swame. You think he's looking at Beasley. Either way, what he's seeing is these guys in their routes and these defensive backs reacting in zone as as it, as anticipated by uh the 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 you know, the pre-snap read, right? Well, I say so, he,
1: he definitely gets to swame eventually because what happens is Shaq Thompson kind of jumps that underneath route to swame, and that's when P- Prescott kind of takes off and tries to scramble outside the pocket. So he
0: definitely sees Swaim at some point. No, See, I think what I think happens is that he's looking at Swaim with the idea of hitting Swaim, and I think not not of hitting Swaim, but of but of hitting Swaim or of hitting Hearns, who is behind him and to the left a little bit. I yes. think it was drawing the linebacker in. That's why I think the progression went from Swaim to Hearns, and that Beasley was technically never part of it, even if he was a part of it. If 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 Dak is going through his progression and. And the idea is that you give it, you, you, shoot it to Beasley if it's man, because Beasley's gonna beat man, but if he's got coverage, and, and it's not brackets coverage, it's just that Beasley is running between two different parts of the zone. Right, right. Right? Like, and, and, and what happens is that in the stem, you would assume that he was gonna be covered, because you know the route is, a, a, either you know the route is a slant, or Beasley is running right into zone coverage. Either way, if, if it was a slant, it was also running into coverage. The the thing that made Beasley open is that the defensive back overran the play. He overran Beasley, and mm-hmm. then slipped and fell down, and then suddenly Beasley's open. But all of that happens well after – I mean, well after. We're talking about, you know, fractions of a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well after uh, uh, Dak has turned his head – Past the initial read of wh- whether it was Swaim, I think it was Swaim, to uh, to uh, Hearns behind him. So, I, I mean, I, I think th- I think there's a possibility that a Beasley was the you know the intended receiver if they saw man coverage because they liked the matchup, right? Uh, but since it wasn't man coverage, B, post snap, that confirms in, in the stem of Beasley or Hearns. Again, I, I, it's hard to tell, especially since the sky cam is there. But to me, it looks like he's hitting, he's looking at swame. He confirms post snap that it's, that it's zone, right? And that because it's zone, he knows what, uh, uh, Beasley is, is running and he, uh, he tries to, uh, you know, get on, get into his progression because he knows that technically, if Beasley's running a post here and it's going to zone, that he should be running into coverage. He does. He turns away before he sees, you know, un- his unfortunate mistake of, or the, the 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 fortunate mistake for the Cowboys that the defensive back had fallen down and that Beasley was breaking free. Right. So I I, I mean in the same sense that we just talked about, like he can't, he does, he doesn't have Madden view of this. Like in, you know, like that, I think that Beasley was checked off as an option, sort of pre-snap when they decided to use zone coverage. You know, I think the idea was to, once they realized they had zone coverage, the left side of the field is where they were trying to attack zone and, and try to pull linebackers to, with the idea of getting it either to, uh, Swain underneath, or to if Swain was drawing the coverage to get it over the top of the linebackers and in front of the safeties to Hearn who was sitting behind them. So we just took
1: thirty minutes to review three plays.
0: Jeez, uh, <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, that's it. exactly it, though, right? Like that's why you right. you don't. It's just like the the level of just kind of assumptions and just you know all the different things that that go on. These things are entirely too complicated, man. Like it's entirely mm-hmm. too difficult. To just like you know, look at 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 one play for you know five minutes and then feel like I mean we don't even have all the information. I don't even know what the progression is. I don't you know none of us
1: even know what no, the we play have, call is. Right, we have an idea sometimes. I of mean what we we we
0: look. Some of us know what plays are the passing progressions and 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 you know know what. Um, you know, passing concepts get used and know what we, you know, there's information that we have that can give us very, very educated guesses, of course, but that doesn't necessarily tell us what the play, but the, you know, the progression is for the quarterback's eyes. That doesn't tell us, you know, whatever, you know, individual things that they've told the quarterback before the snap that they, that they practiced that week. I mean, there's just a lot of information that people need to realize that they don't have. So before just right. kind of jumping to the conclusion.
1: My my favorite thing is people trying to to identify the RPOs. You even having the all twenty two. It's, don't it's
0: even, the PFF people with their RPOs. It's it's maddening to me. It's oh, maddening. and but, every
1: analyst and color commentator is getting it wrong all weekend, and it was fascinating to watch. But. Yeah, it, uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. I think we're going to do some more All-22 stuff once Landon and I have a chance to to look at everything and look at the defense. I have a lot of notes on the defense I want to talk about. So we'll probably do some of that tomorrow. But make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.